Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 587, and today I decided to do this podcast episode with my good friend, Mr. Chris Schaefer, because I've had people ask me in the past few months, Scott, what are the tools that you're using now? You know, especially with, you know, feedback or reviews now changing, like, are you still using Salesbacker and all of that stuff? And, you know, to be quite honest with you, I am still using Salesbacker and I still think there's a, a big play in that. Now, is it one of my top seven tools? Eh, maybe, maybe not, but I'm not going to include it in these seven. All right. But I would say I still think that uh, you should be following up with your customers as long as they're going to allow us to. And I know Chris and I had uh, talked on a past episode about this, but uh, I'm not going to go too deep into that. But I would say definitely read the terms of service, see what is best for you or as far as your business, depending on when you're listening to this, they're always changing the terms of service. But they did say that we can follow up with our customers at least to make sure that they've received everything and all of that good stuff. So I am following up with them. I am asking for feedback. I'm not necessarily asking for reviews um, right off the bat, but I am following up with them. So if you are not using Salesbacker, I would say definitely check it out and you decide if it's something that you want to use, but it will not be part of my top seven tools and you'll hear why inside of this episode, all right? But if you want to check out Salesbacker, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash Salesbacker. Chris Guthrie is a great guy. If you have any questions or concerns for him, you can always uh, go over there and ask him. I'm also going to be having him on an upcoming episode so we can directly talk about that one tool, all right? So I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to this conversation that I have with my good friend, Mr. Chris Schaefer. Okay, so let's let's just kind of dig in. I wanted to do this episode just to kind of recap on some of the tools. And over the over the past three years, like tools have come and go, and and it's crazy because I get a lot of people that reach out to me and they're like, "I've got this new tool. I want you to look at it. I want you to try it. I'll give you a free license to try it." And honestly, like, there's probably only a handful that I use and that I continue to use on a regular basis. And a lot of it has to do with because what I need. And I think what anyone needs, but also people behind the tools. Um, and I think that's a big one because um, there was one instance that happened recently, which I am so glad, so glad that I didn't end up um, getting behind the the actual service. It was actually a service. It wasn't a tool. And I'm not going to mention what it was or uh, or who was behind it, but I really liked you know the person and the people behind it. But come to find out, they weren't doing things really on the up and up. And now, um, I, I just heard from, uh, two people actually in our inner circle that, um, yeah, they're, um, they're going out of business now. So for me to lead people to a tool or a service, I have to be very careful. Um, so that's why even myself, like I'm very skeptical, but I want to make sure that the tools I'm using are ones I would use, but also that are beneficial to everyone else and people behind them are good. So, um, so yeah, and I'm sure Chris, you've seen that in the, you know, consulting that you've done in the past with other businesses stuff, there's tools that come and go and it's just part of the, uh, the landscape, I guess. Right. Well, it is. And here's, here's the thing, Scott, as small business owners, as business owners in general, we always want to say, oh, there's a tool for that. And we want to, we all have shiny objects in them. Right. And so it's like, oh, here, here's this little pain point in my business. I'm just going to sign up for this $9 a month and then I'll totally use this tool. And a lot of times, and we actually do this, uh, quarterly in our business. Uh, we go through and we we look at all of our recurring expenses and we go, why are we paying for that? Why are we paying for that? And we literally find hundreds of dollars every quarter that we're spending oh, yeah. on stuff 
or thousands of dollars every quarter that we're spending on stuff. But we're like, what, why did we sign up for this? Mm. Right? Like we're not using it. And so the tools that we're going to talk about today are the ones that are kind of the tried and true for us, the things that we use on a daily basis and the things that we wouldn't be able to run our business without what a lot of people fall victim to and fall victim sounds like really scary, right? But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's probably a poor choice of words, but what a lot of people fall into is that they need a tool for everything. And quite honestly, sometimes the tool can actually be worse than the problem, right? So what we want to do is we want to find a group of tools or a set of tools to help us with things. Keep in mind that you can do this entire business without any additional tools, right? Mm. These, the ones that we use, we use to speed this up or to grow the business for us. And we'll, we'll dive into to that a little bit, but especially on the Amazon side of stuff, the only reason we use tools is to make things easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's making it easier. And I think the other thing, like we always talk about now we are, you know, a lot, we've been talking a lot about pace and if you guys haven't, you know, listened in on what pace is and, and all of that, uh, head over to the amazing forward slash pace, and it'll make more sense. But really like there's different parts of your business that require different things. And you're going to kind of hear on some of these, um, they're, as you grow, like you might be at a part in your business or a point in your business that you don't really need this tool yet. And that's fine. But when you do, this is what I would use. And that's kind of, right. you know, where we're at. So like, you know, in, in like preparation and foundation, like there's only a certain amount of things that you need in that, in that pillar. You know, you don't need necessarily accounting, uh, stuff at that point, right? You just, you need things to start helping you build the foundation and, uh, and get it, getting, uh, you know, getting the ball rolling in a sense. So, um, yeah, you don't need everything. And even as you start to grow, you're going to probably start using a tool and then you'd be like, eh, don't really need that. Or it didn't really do what I wanted it to do. Um, but like you said, in the expansion phase, you know, there's some tools that we can automate. And I know you're a huge fan of automation. And it's like, if we can automate something, it's like you've hired someone, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, but it's the truth. Um, all right. So let's just dig in. I want to dig in here and kind of give like the ones that we're using pretty much on a daily basis. And I'm going to lead right off and kind of going down the order of, you know, the ones that I would use in the order of that I would be building my business. All right. From scratch. Um, but these all are being used at, you know, right, right now to grow a seven figure brand. All right. So jungle scout. Okay. Now jungle scout, I was one of the very first early beta testers with Greg. Um, I remember the very first version before anyone had seen it. And before my podcast was even really, you know, up and rolling. I mean, it was, but I didn't have like a lot of listeners just, you know, we had a handful. Um, but, uh, and then as I seen this tool that he was developing and what he was, you know, developing it for, I found a huge use for it, but I've also de- developed a really strong re- relationship with Greg. He's just a good person. He's built that company up over like 75 people now, like massive. Um, and he's just an awesome person, but he's got like data scientists inside of his office that are working on algorithms and all kinds of crazy stuff. So Jungle Scout does a couple of different things for me. And I know you use it very similar and I'm going to have you tell me how, you know, you're kind of using it on your daily basis. And I kind of think I know, but I want you to explain it. But, you know, I use it for two different purposes. One, I'll use it for if I get a product idea or if I'm, I'm just curious about a product, I'll just go to my, my uh, Chrome browser and I will type in amazon.com and I will search for that product. It might be, uh, you know, uh, crankbait for bass fishing. And then I will search for that. And then I will then run the extension. 
So there's two different parts of Jungle Scout. One is you have the extension, which actually helps you see the data really, really fast. Right now, years ago, back in the day, uh, you know, we used to use spreadsheets and we used to track it daily and then just go and calculate it that way. Um, this actually makes it like super fast. And I still use that almost every day. I would say whenever I get an idea or I'm, I'm looking at something, I actually just used it yesterday a few times as I was kind of looking at a product idea for someone else um, that uh, I was just trying to explore that niche a little bit for them. Um, but that's what I use. It's like my tool of choice for that. So that's that part of it. Now, the other part of it is the web app. And the web app, um, when that first came out, it was really designed for you to be able to find products, like have the software find products for you by you, you know, putting in some calculations, like how many sales do you want a month? Um, you know, how many reviews do you want it? So you can kind of look at competitiveness and then you can kind of see what it spits back at you. And then you just kind of randomly see these products or you can pick categories or any of that stuff. Then you can track it over time. And I think that's fine. But that wasn't really the big thing for me, like tracking a product that I'm interested in. That's something that I'm interested in, but not necessarily for it, for it to come and spit out a product to me and say, here's some product for you. Go sell it because everyone else is doing the same thing. And I've never been a fan of that. And you guys know, you know, that have been a longtime listener. You know, we're looking for a market and then we're looking for three to five products to sell to that market. And then we would use Jungle Scout, the web app for that. But the most recent thing that I'm using it for is the keyword scout tool. And that thing to me, and I'm actually doing another podcast episode, which should air, I believe in a couple of weeks or maybe in a week and a half, I forget when it airs, but I'm going to share with you, you know, how I found these profitable keywords. I put them into an exact match campaign and we instantly added another sale to our uh, product on this one product just by finding these 14 keywords and they're all long tail. It's, it's pretty awesome. And it gives you all kinds of data about those keywords. So again, that's what I'm using the web app for. So for tracking, but then also for finding these keywords now, because you can do reverse ACE lookup, ASIN lookups, all that stuff. So that's the tool of choice um, for me when it comes to like looking at products, looking at markets, and then also finding those long tail keywords that I can target. Um, Chris, what's, uh, what's your take on Jungle Scout and your use? So Jungle Scout is my tool of choice for that as well, Scott. And I know that you knew that coming in, but we get a lot of questions because there's been a bunch of other tools that have come out that, you know, kind of copy Jungle Scout and what they're doing. And there's three or four other companies out there that claim to do something similar, right? At least to the the browser extension. But yeah. in all of the testing that we've done, and we get, like you said, we get like an email a day from somebody who's launching an, uh, an Amazon tool. Uh, and we tend to test most of them because if there's something better than what we're using, we want to know. Jungle Scout hands down has been the most accurate for us. And so that is the tool of choice for me. Like if, if somebody um, came to me and said, Chris, what is the one tool that you would suggest having for, for this Amazon business? I would say the Chrome extension from Jungle Scout. Yeah. The backside of that is the what they're adding into the web app through the keyword research tool and some of the other stuff that they may have coming is really, really cool. The keyword research tool is one of the things that's been uh, the most beneficial for us. Because it gives you, quote unquote, real data from inside of Amazon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and Jungle Scout is not just taking that number and sending that to us because they know that that number is rounded. And so they're adding, like what you said, Scott, they're adding some data science on top of it to say, all right, here's probably what it's closer to. Mm. Right. And so then we're able to take that data. We're able to do some really cool things with it, like make sure our listing is optimized from the beginning for the best keywords. Right. And we can run some really cool pay-per-click 
type strategies using that data, which you've talked about on the podcast in the past. So yeah, yeah it's pretty powerful. You know, I, I, I absolutely love both of those. Um, and I use them on a daily basis. And it's funny because you said when you're doing product research, you click on it. I click on the Chrome extension on every product on Amazon. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like I'm buying Christmas presents and I'm like, oh, I'm just curious how much they're selling. And it's now that's now replaced the Amazon roulette for me. Yeah. Because uh, I uninstalled that Seller Central app from my phone. So now I play like Amazon buyer roulette. Right. That's and I just funny. click on the Jungle Scout Chrome extension uh, on every page just to see, you know, how people are doing. Um compared to their competitors. And if there's a better selling one, then maybe I go buy that instead. Yeah, um, that's funny. Um, okay. So you know what I should probably do too, is let you guys know, I'm going to link everything up that we're talking about, um, on the amazing forward slash tools. So if you go to the amazing forward slash tools, you'll find everything that we're talking about right there. Um, you can also go to the amazing forward slash, uh, what is it? It's uh, resources. That's what I was going to say. Resources. Um, and you can find all of the resources that I've used, or even these are like the top seven, but there's more, but these are the ones that I would say, if I said to you, listen, you got to go fill your, you know, your, your tool chest with something, it's going to be these. Um, so definitely go check out the amazing forward slash resources. And, um, I'll also, link everything up in the show notes of theamazingseller.com forward slash 587. And Jungle Scout, to go over there, you can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash JS, and that'll take you directly over there. And I believe there's a $10 off coupon over there. So if you want to get $10 off, you can go through our affiliate link there and buy us a cup of coffee. All right, so um, let's go to the next one. The next one is, um, and I think this one is really powerful. It takes patience. And I've got to be honest, um, I have it running but then I also had done a little dabbling on the side. Um, and so this one is Ignite, all right? And Ignite, when it first came out, and actually Chris was one of the guys behind the scenes kind of helping them get it to market, um, which was pretty awesome. And it's actually improved a lot since, um, since they've launched it. And there's new things that they have going that I can't really mention right now in the background. But to me, again, it is the mixture of, you know, data, you know, and like, science and then also art where you're kind of like coming up with stuff and then you're going to let it kind of do its thing in the background, but you got to let it work. Um, so, um, that is ignite. Um, and that is through seller labs, which another great company, uh, you know, Jeff Cohen and Tyler over there. I mean, great, great guys, um, great team. Um, and, uh, you know, I would definitely say that when you get to the point now, if you're just starting, maybe not, but, Maybe so, because here's the deal. If you start early, all that data is going to be collecting inside of Ignite, and then it's going to have a better chance of making suggestions for you. So Ignite to me is kind of like you've hired someone to go through your pay-per-click and then make decisions or at least bring the decisions to you and say, hey, here's what I'm finding. What do you want to do with this? So there's some really cool parameters that you can set inside of there. And like I said, what I've recently done is I've set that up. I'm kind of letting that run do its thing, but then I'm also on the side here. I did this little experiment that I wanted to do on kind of like on the side and see what happened. And that's with that, um, you know, 14 keywords that I found that are exact matches and stuff like that. So it doesn't mean you can't play around and do that stuff, but to really automate things and have someone else kind of look after it for you, Ignite would be that thing. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? I absolutely love Ignite, and it's not just because they called me and asked me my opinion on PPC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and that, that was one of the things that was really interesting because one of the biggest struggles that we had a few years ago, um, especially when I was doing more of the consulting on the Amazon side of stuff, right, was that companies at scale 
it was a nightmare to manage pay-per-click inside of the Amazon platform. Um, it just wasn't set up in a way that made any sense. You had to download a whole bunch of different spreadsheets to make it work. And then if you wanted to make a bunch of changes, you had to use bulk upload, which if anybody's ever used any of the bulk upload features from Amazon, they know is a nightmare. Um, and Ignite changes everything directly through the API. So when you click a button in Ignite, it changes the stuff inside of Amazon for you, which is really, really nice. But the thing that's really cool inside of that tool is it takes everything that I would do right in a spreadsheet for hours on end. And it, helps you through that process. So what some of the people who came out with tools before Ignite tried to do was completely automate pay-per-click, which you can't really do. And the reason you can't really do it is because unlike product research where we say, okay, we know that if it has this number of reviews, you know, this number of sales, blah, 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 that it's going to be a product that will work for us. Right. With pay-per-click, it's a, it's not just science. You, you alluded to it earlier. It's art and science. So at some point, someone has to look at the data and go, you know what? I'm actually okay spending more than 30% on this term because I really want to rank for it. Or I'm okay spending uh, a little bit more on this term because it's still profitable, even though it's not as profitable as I want it to be. And when you 100% automate that process, you lose a lot of keywords that might work for you. And you actually might continue to use some keywords that aren't working for you just because they're not getting enough clicks or whatever, right? What Ignite does is they come back with suggestions and they enable you to be a CEO in your business. And this is something that that Joel has been talking about with our team and, and inside the inner circle a lot lately is owner versus operator, right? When you're in the nitty gritty, you're in the daily details, you're trying to run all of these reports and do all of these things, you're an operator in your business. And it stops you from being able to grow and scale when you're an owner and you're able to say yes, yes, no, no, yes, yes. It enables you to scale and do all of the things that you need to do and continue to grow the business. That's exactly what Ignite enables you to do. It's, it's basically like having an employee coming to you, Scott, and going, hey, here's all of the things that we need to fix. Let me know what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you click a few buttons or you can even you can even automate it inside of Ignite now and say, you know, anything that's within this range, just go ahead and do it mm -hmm. and you can enable them to do it. And then you only make decisions on the things that you think are uh, right or wrong. Right. And so it enables you to do that very, very quickly. And it honestly, in our business, it cut down PPC from something that took me a few hours a week to something that takes five, 10 minutes and something that you're even willing to jump in and do now <laughs> yeah. because all you have to do is click yes or no. Right? You can even set it up. This says if it's 80% like sure of the, of the decision, then just make it for me. Right. right? Like, so you can even act actually uh, set it up to be even more automated. And I've actually done that um, on some. So yeah, I mean, it's a, to me, it's, it's one of those things that it takes a little bit of time, um, and patience because you have to let it get the data in order for it to start making decisions and, and accurate decisions. Um, so, um, so that that's ignite. And again, uh, you can head over to the amazing forward slash ignite, and, um, you can go over there and test drive it. It's a great tool. Um, it's worth going in there and uh, and playing around with that and possibly offloading that task um, in your business. But again, it depends on where you are in in the business. Um, okay, let's move down through the list because I didn't realize we've got we've got a, a few more here to cover. Yeah, a chunk. Yeah, we do have a chunk still to cover here. Um, okay, so this one here is kind of like combined together because they kind of serve a similar purpose, and that is ClickFunnels and then also Giveaway Boost. All right, now 
what's the difference? Uh, I'll kind of talk about that first. ClickFunnels is really a landing page builder. Now, you could use lead pages too, which is another land, landing page builder. I've used that in the past. I still have a subscription to it. I like it. It's easy, but you can't build like funnels inside of it. And what I mean by that is you can't do a lot of the like you build a page and then you want to collect a sale and then from the sale you do an upsell or a downsell or any of that stuff. You can't really do that in there in lead pages, but you can do it in ClickFunnels. So it's almost like if you're going to build landing pages, you might as well go with the ClickFunnels um, software tool because it gives you the you know the opportunity to, to really do those other things later down the line, even if you're not going to do them now. Now, Giveaway Boost is another landing page builder in a sense, but it serves two purposes. And we actually partnered with Chris Guthrie to build this. It's a it's a WordPress extension, and what it basically does is it allows you to build a landing page very quickly, very quickly, um, and it. Uh, it allows you to do contests, giveaways, in a sense, right? That's why it's giveaway boost. Get it? Uh, so we we actually can can build that page. We can add a timer to it. We can have it pick winners. Um, we can uh, put images on it. Um, all of that stuff. We can connect it to an email autoresponder, which I'll talk about here in a minute. Or you can just let it collect its own uh, emails inside of the app, and then from there you can export that app, or you can even email through there. Um, so. Giveaway Boost is serving that purpose, all right? So to build an email list, that's the only tool that you would really technically need. Now, it also builds a thank you page that allows people to share um, your contest and then make it go viral, which is really cool. Now, recently, we added another feature to Giveaway Boost, and that is a landing page builder, but also a coupon Builder. Okay. So this way here, they can go and you can drive, you know, Facebook ads to this page. You can pixel it on Facebook, which we've talked about in the past. And then from there, you can build an email list by having them click a button and then enter their name and email address. And then you give them the coupon. So it's a way to intercept them going directly to Amazon. Um, so this way here, number number one, you can kind of collect that email, which, which you want to do and pixel the audience, but you also are able to not take that traffic and just directly send it there and then hurt your conversions. Um, now, I know inside of Amazon now, they've built a landing page builder themselves, but you can't add a pixel to it. You can't collect an email address. So I like this way better. So that's really the two purposes of, um, of Giveaway Boost is really like contest creation for building a list, which we've done, and then also uh, adding the coupon page. So this way here, you can grab that email address and start building that list and a custom audience in Facebook, which is pretty powerful. So that's the purpose for ClickFunnels and Giveaway Boost. I love both of them. Your thoughts on that quick? I do too. And you know, it's funny because we use both kind of for different reasons in our business. And that's why we wanted to mention both. If, again, having to pick one, I'd say start with giveaway boost because it's going to be the lowest barrier to entry. There's very little tech involved, Super easy. right? You don't need to know how to like integrate a payment gateway and like do all of these fancy things. And it comes with all the training that you need to actually set it up. So you can have all of that. And that's, I think, is that the amazing seller.com forward slash boost? Yes. You guys can go check that out. Um, for us, that's what we use for contests. That's what we use for, um, giveaways. That's what we use for trying to get our existing customers a lot of times with a coupon or something like that. And you guys have heard us talk about that in the past. For us, we use ClickFunnels more for some of the more advanced stuff that you've heard us talk about on the podcast, like free plus shipping, right? A lot of the, uh, it was the live in the car audios, Scott, yes. from earlier, uh, earlier in 2018, we talked about like free plus shipping funnels and all the stuff that we've been testing to monetize outside of Amazon. That's when we use ClickFunnels. And if you guys want to check that out, you can find that at the amazing forward slash funnels. 
Yep. Yeah. So um, again, that's the purpose for those. And uh, we like both of those. All right. The next one works well when you are building a list and you want to send content or you want to just reach out to your audience and start building that email list. And that is ConvertKit. All right. ConvertKit has been amazing. Um, and uh, since it came out, I think I've been an early user um, with that, playing around with it, but now we've really taken it seriously when we are using it inside of the new brand. Um, a lot of people in our inner circle are using it now and loving it, super easy. And the cool feature I love with ConvertKit now is being able to, and they've always had it, but it's just, it's a powerful feature, is being able to send to your unopens with like one click, like super easy. Um, literally, I think we got a 13, 12 or 13% open rate on one email that we sent out recently. And then we sent it out to the unopens within 24 hours. We got another six 6.5%, I believe. So almost 18.5% open rate versus it just being the 12. Now, we could send out another email and it might be a 20% right out of the gate. That's great. But then we can send it to the unopens and then we could probably get another 6 or 8%. Then you're at 28%. So it just depends on the email and depends on the subject line. But just to kind of give you an example, when you're doing that stuff, ConvertKit allows us to do that. It also, again, allows us to build that list, create what we call an auto responder. So this way here, when you're building that list, we can have messaging go out to those people on a regular basis. So we're in a sense, we're, we're creating a machine that can then when someone opts in, as we call it, or enters their name and email address, we can then send them follow-up emails to our content or just even to a survey or whatever to build that relationship. Now, ConvertKit uh, really connects really well inside of giveaway boost. And then, um, also Chris, it, it's connecting into ClickFunnels as well. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't sure because I knew that in the beginning, I didn't think it was. And then I think they added it or something, but it is now. So both of those you can use side by side because when you have a landing page like ClickFunnels or Giveaway Boost, you, you can just have that email get submitted through that page, but then you can't really follow up that well with autoresponders and broadcasting and all that stuff. ConvertKit allows you to do that. So you're literally just installing that inside of a page and then it's going to then dump everything into ConvertKit, which is awesome. And then everything kind of works um, once you kind of get that up and running. So ConvertKit is a big one. Um, again, if you wanted to check that out, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ConvertKit. And that's C-O-N-V-E-R-T-K-I-T. All right. And again, I'm going to link everything up on that one page. I'll probably just make the page um, with just these tools as well at theamazingseller.com forward slash tools. And um, I'll link up everything that we talked about there. The show notes will have it as well. Um, all right. So that's ConvertKit. Anything you want to add on that before we move on to the next one? Yeah, because there there are a lot of competitive tools out there to convert kit. And quite honestly, you can use any of them if you want to. But I, I wanted to throw my hat in the ring here. You know, Scott, you know that my background is on the e-commerce consulting side. Oh, and yeah. I've used everything from MailChimp and Aweber to corporate size ones like Pardot and Marketo. And those are like $60,000 a year. Yeah, it's insane. Right? <laughs> insane. But the thing that's really cool about ConvertKit is it's as easy to use as a MailChimp or as anything else and has 90% of the features that you would find in a $60,000 a year program. Mm. Right? We can do ridiculous automations inside of ConvertKit if we want to. We don't ever have to touch that side of it mm. if we don't want to. But doing that kind of stuff is super easy inside of ConvertKit. And doing the basic stuff is drop dead simple. Mm. And that's the that's the reason that I like it because it took us about an hour to learn the entire platform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right when we when we started. 
And now they've just started to expand and to grow and they've made some of that stuff even easier than it was in the beginning. So I would definitely check that out. If you're going to be sending any emails, if you're going to be building any list of any kind, definitely take a look at ConvertKit. Yeah, I would for sure. All right, cool. The next one, this is a free tool and this is Google Drive. So why would Google Drive be a great tool? Well, because when you start to grow, you are going to probably start building a little bit of a team. And when you do that, you're probably going to want to share files across that. There's so many different things I could say with Google Drive. I mean, the purpose that we use a lot of times is because we want to share doc so we can keep you know working back and forth on it. Or we have a folder that we can dump uh, projects in, um, you know, again, or if we just want to have a place where we're going to put video and then we're going to have that video be streamed, we could use it for that. We don't usually use it for that, but you could. Um, it's kind of like a Dropbox in a sense, um, but there's so many other things that they offer. If you wanted to uh, build a presentation, you could do that inside of Google Drive as well. Um, there's there's just all kinds of things, spreadsheets, um, which is really cool. We actually use that quite a quite a bit inside of there, but there's just so much that, that you can use. So without going into all of the nitty gritty, I would say if you're not using Google Drive, you should probably start. And the way that you would probably start is just by creating whether it's a spreadsheet or whether it is a place where you can start to share amongst your team once you start to build that. What's the what's the one thing you want to add there, Chris, with Google Drive that you think other people would find useful? I think the biggest thing is that it's accessible from anywhere, uh, right? Yeah. As long as you have an internet connection, like I'm getting ready for a trip, but I'm still going to be 100% plugged into the business because all of our stuff takes place in Google Drive. And when we say Google Drive, we're really talking about Google Apps, right, Scott? So yeah. Google Sheets, yeah. Google Docs, Google Drive, all of those kinds of things. The thing that's really nice about this is it starts out as free, yeah. right? Now, I tend to pay, uh, we actually have Google Apps for the amazing seller. Yep. Um, and I think it costs us $10 a month per user. So it costs us like $20 total yeah. for the month if it's you and I. And that gives us like two terabytes of storage, right? Which like even five years ago, two terabytes was like an unheard of amount of storage. Yeah. And now for, you know, for $10 a month, you can store essentially like unlimited stuff, right? You and I are never going to fill up two terabytes worth of stuff, even with all of the videos and all of the photos that we share amongst ourselves. But you can get started with this for absolutely free if you have a Gmail account um, and you can build all of your documents and all of your spreadsheets and host all of your pictures and all of your videos inside of Google Drive and be able to access it from anywhere. And that to me is is the biggest benefit of it. I don't have to be tied to a specific computer or a specific internet connection to be able to access my stuff. Mm. No, it's great. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And I mean, I use it personally too, right? That's like if you had if you wanted to post some pictures, you could share it with someone. Um, but if you're using it for business, it's huge. Um, and when you start hiring VAs and all that stuff, you're definitely going to want Google Drive. That's um, that's the other thing I wanted to touch on really quick. Google Drive integrates with one of my favorite automation tools, Zapier. Yeah. So as you start to build that team out, you can say, all right, anytime I add a new folder, or I add a new file, I want it to go to this other person. Mm. And they do that automatically for us. Like we were running Facebook ads in the new business. Anytime a new piece of, of creative gets uploaded, a new Facebook ad gets uploaded in a Google Drive, I get an email notification that it needs to go live. Yeah, it's crazy. that That is awesome that we're able to automate a lot more than even a year ago. It's just getting yeah. even easier, which is awesome. All right, cool. All right, moving down the list here. We got a couple more here to cover. Fetcher. Okay, now there's a lot of different accounting apps out there, um, and this one here is specifically for um, your Amazon side of the business. Um, if you are doing some external stuff, you still could use this, um, but it might not be might not be as robust as some of the other ones out there. Um, 
I think pretty much Fetcher is going to do everything that you would need um, up to a certain point. And I think a lot of people that are listening are probably at that beginner to growing and Fetcher will do everything. And the thing I like about Fetcher is it pulls all of, I'm talking all of the expenses, expenses that you didn't even realize that were there. So it actually shows you how profitable you really are every single day. So um, you can also plug in monthly stuff. If you have stuff that's not being pulled in, you can you can input that stuff. But really, when you get started, it's pretty cool. Even if you've been running for a year, you can sign up for Fetcher even for the 30-day trial, and it'll pull in all of your past stuff. So this way here, you can actually see what the expenses were for the past 12 months. And I'm talking pay-per-click. I'm talking like uh, long-term storage fees, just regular storage fees, refunds, um, all of that stuff, stuff that you didn't even realize was a fee. Um, so it's sometimes <laughs> customer I, return fees in some category. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's eye opening, but it also gets, you know, it gets really clear as far as your business and, and profitability, because that's really what we're doing here. So, and if you're looking to ever sell the business, it's good to have good records, right? Good accounting. So you're definitely going to want to do that. But really all you have to do is connect it into your, your account, uh, your Amazon account. And then from there, just tell it, when it pulls in your products, what your cost is for those products. Like what is your landed cost? Um, you know, what does it cost to get it into Amazon if that's additional fee? And then from there, it'll calculate everything. Um, so I'm not gonna really go too deep into it. Fetcher's great, theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher, another another uh, program or, or software tool that was created from Greg at Jungle Scout with his team. Um, they've just done such an amazing job. And again, I remember seeing that in beta. He showed it to me. I'll never forget it. It was, um, I think it was in like a little office at Seller Labs a couple of years ago. Not Seller Labs. It was at, um, oh gosh, where was it? Oh, Seller Summit. It was Seller Something. Um, and uh, and he pulled me aside and he goes, hey, what do you think of this thing? And he showed me before it even went live. I thought it was amazing. It's so clean. And there's not a lot that you have to really like look at other than your numbers, right? And it's all broken down. The dashboard's clean. Um, it's really, really cool. And it spits out like profit loss statements for your accountant, all that cool stuff. Um, anything you want to mention on Fetcher before we move on? Yeah. And that you, you just touched on the thing that I was going to touch on. You, you talked about all the cool things and it pulls in all of these different things. But we, we talked a few minutes ago about owner versus operator, right? And a real business owner mm. knows their numbers in their business. And yep. it's terrifying to me, but it's very common. And if you've ever seen the show, The Profit, which I know you and I both love, oh, yeah. that's the first thing he asked for is a P&L, right? A profit and a loss statement. And most people have no idea what money is coming into their business and right. what money is going out of their business. Because as human beings, whatever we're doing will expand to the time and money that we allow it to, right? So <laughs> without without looking at something like a P&L, we'll just magically spend all of that money Hmm. And then we'll be left with nothing at the end of the month because, oh, hey, we've got $5,000 in the account or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, right? yeah. And so when we can look at a P&L at a glance, we know exactly where our money is coming from and where it's going. And we're then able to dial that in. So I can quickly take a look inside of Fetcher, see exactly how much we spent on PPC last month and go, wait, that doesn't seem right. Something's broken. Hmm. Or, hey, what? why are we paying all these new order fees? Like our order fees went up. 10%. What happened? Did Amazon change a fee? Right. And it enables us to do that at a snapshot. It enables people to look at numbers without having to put the numbers together, which I think is great because Amazon, again, is a nightmare for reporting on any of this stuff. To pull this together yourself, you'd have to download four or five different reports. Fetcher does it in one screen. Mm. And I'm able to say, I know last month or so far this month, Scott, we've had a 37% gross margin on our sales. Yeah. Right. And we're able to see that at a glance. We know exactly how much money we've made in profit 
and how much we've spent on fees and cost of goods. Yeah, no, it's it's all right there. And it's clean, it's easy, the interface is easy to use. And, and also you can use multiple accounts. If you have multiple brands, you can actually use the same account and then just switch between brands, which I love, love that feature. Um, so yeah, guys, if you're interested, there is a 30 day, uh, trial, uh, you can head on over there to the amazing forward slash fetcher. And then also if you needed to reach out to someone on their team to look at your account and help you get kind of set up, they'll do that for you too. So it's pretty awesome. All right. The last one on my list, actually, I've got my last one here, but then I also got a resource that I want to mention that we've been using recently. And I've also been getting a lot of great feedback from, but, um, the next one is tax jar tax jar is pretty basic. All right, it's going to let you know all of the different states that your inventory is being shipped from, and it's going to tell you all of the ones that, or all of the all of the money that should be collected and that should be sent in. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone that it pulls in that you are signing up for. Now, should you? Um, that's something you might want to ask. Tax jar. Uh, <laughs> I always kind of throw those questions, any legal questions, over to the professionals. Um, some people have said, well, you just have to register in your own state. Some people have said you only have to register in the uh, states that you have your sales coming from. Um, and to be honest with you, that could be all of them because you're probably going to have inventory at one point in time that it's going to be in a warehouse in all the different states. Because what they're doing is they're distributing your, con- your content, your, um, your products all over so it makes it faster for them to be able to ship it to people that are in that state. So what I would do is, and especially if you're brand new, sign up with TaxJar, start at least within your own state, and then from there, I'd start to see where your sales are coming from and then start registering for those states. But again, talk to your accountant, your CPA. Um, Actually, I believe Josh over at CPA on Fire can help you as well. Um, So uh, yeah, I would just reach out to professionals there. But with that all being said, TaxJar will automate all that stuff. So this way here, you don't have to guess it'll tell you. All right. And it'll, it'll kind of give you a glance at where all of your product resides and where the products are being shipped from, which is pretty helpful. Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah. I mean, the, the only two things in life that are certain are death and taxes. <laughs> and yeah. And states are getting more and more particular about actually bothering to collect the sales tax because they're realizing how many millions of dollars every year that they're, that they're losing yeah. to online sales. And so those rules are changing everything changes all of the time in terms of taxes and tax jar stays on top of it. And I think it starts at like 17 bucks a month or something like that. For me, just the peace of mind alone Mm. is, is worth that, right? Like it's not even, it's not even about not being able to pull a report from Amazon in this case. It's about having someone that I trust to tell me, Hey, here's where you need to be collecting. Hey, here's the exact amount that you should be collecting, right? For 17 or $19 a month, that is absolutely worth it to me. And then obviously that'll scale a little bit as you go up. But for us, that has been absolutely, absolutely worth it because it keeps us out of our accountant's hair. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps us on the right side of the law, which is something that we're big fans of here at the Amazing Seller. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check that out. Theamazingseller.com forward slash tax jar. There's also a ton of resources over there. So definitely gobble them up. But don't get too far in the weeds. You know, reach out to professionals, ask them their opinion, and then have them help you with that. But within TaxJar, they do have some automation too. I'm not sure if it's all the states, but there are some states that you can register with and connect through TaxJar, and they will 
automatically send payments out for you, um, which is pretty sweet. So the other the other thing that's cool about them that I wanted to mention really fast is they integrate with a bunch of different platforms. So as you grow outside of just the Amazon ecosystem, they work with Shopify and BigCommerce and uh, the Walmart platform and mm. WooCommerce and all of the other things that you might scale out to as you move past just launching on Amazon. So you don't need an additional tool to do any of that. You can just use TaxJar for those as well. Yeah, I love it. All right, uh, that was pretty much the seven, okay? But I have something else I wanna mention here because it's something that I think everyone will eventually need depending on where you are in your business. And that is hiring uh, VAs, virtual assistants, people that are going to help you, people that you're gonna bring on your team. And depending on what you need, you might need someone that's going to help you with optimization or something that's going to create your listings or someone that is going to manage your pay-per-click or maybe manage your Ignite, you know, so this way here you don't have to or whatever it is, right? I know there's people in our inner circle right now. There's actually two uh, two people right now specifically that I can think of that are using FreeUp and they are hiring um, video people. They're hiring people that uh, create graphics for their Facebook ads. Someone is also looking um, for a Facebook ads manager manager or someone that can help them set up the ads. Um, and that company that we've been using now is called FreeUp. And I've had Nathan on before. Um, he'll probably be on in the future again, just to kind of pick his brain as far as like best practices and stuff, but FreeUp and it's with three E's. Um, but um, it's really, really an awesome platform that they have. And, uh, they vet all of the different virtual assistants, um, and you're actually hiring someone, but they're taking care of all of that for you. Um, which is really cool. So you get to kind of interview people, but they've already kind of interviewed them for you, or at least gotten the best people in their platform. Um, so again, if you, uh, if you wanted to check that out, head over to the amazing forward slash free up. And that'll be F-R-E-E-U-P. Um, I didn't spell it with three E's on that one just because I figured I didn't have to. Um, so, uh, and it's easier for you guys. So theamazingseller.com forward slash free up and check it out. And again, I'll link everything up here on the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 587. But I'll also link it up if you want to just go directly to the tools. It'll be theamazingseller.com forward slash tools. Chris, what do you want to say about free up? I know you've been kind of going back and forth doing some interviewing this past week. Did you want to say yeah, anything we're about actually, that? We're actually bringing some people in. So here's here's the thing about free up. And, and you and I have talked about uh, some other tools that you can use to find help in the past. Yeah. The thing that I really like about free up is one, Nathan and the team over there vet everyone first. Yeah. So you're not just relying on people typing in that they're really good at editing video or they're really good at Microsoft Word or they're really good at data entry or they're really good at Amazon PPC. They actually get tested and vetted by the team over at free up first. So it actually tends to cost slightly more per hour than just going to a random website. Mm. But you know that the person you're going to get is good. Right. And that's that's the thing that I really like about it. They vet them and then they send you the people they think are going to be the best fit. They put you in contact with that person and then you then have the ability to talk to those people. And so we've been looking for somebody through there to do video work. And it turns out uh, we actually got someone through free up who is from my hometown. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Which really cracked me up. And it was purely random. But they said, hey, here's the person that's the best fit for your job description. I jumped on the phone, had a conversation with them. And they're a great fit. So we just sent, we sent them a test project. I would still say to send them a test project Absolutely. after you've, after you've decided that they're a good fit for you, but they make the process really easier. They take the headache out of that process, which, you know, in the past we talked about like finding five to 10 people and sending them all a test project. And that's how we've always done it in our business. But with free up, they send you like the handful of people who they think are going to be the best fit for you. 
and then you can go from there. So you skip that whole first labor intensive part of the process of like combing through people's resumes and then sending them a couple trick questions to make sure they actually know how to edit video and all of those kinds of things. You kind of skip past that to the fun phase, which is, can this person do what I need them to do and how do they communicate? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's huge. Uh, and it's been really awesome and not even just us, but I heard so many good stories about people hiring through them. And that's what actually got me to want to get Nathan on the show, which I had him on the show and, um, and we've, you know, built a relationship now, but, uh, and then when we were getting ready and I'm, I'm actually, again, this is like a project that we're working on right now, but there's also other projects that we're going to be hiring for, which we'll definitely be using free up for this. And the cool thing is, is I gotta say like Nathan is on top of it. Like if there's something that's not going right, he'll be there. Like he said, like, listen, if there's something wrong, we want to know about it because we want to make sure that our platform is clean. We want to make sure that everyone on there is exactly what we say they are. Um, so they take it very, very seriously. Um, and it kind of goes into like any business, right? Like if you, if you take care of your customers in the right way, like they'll be there for life and they'll talk about you just like I'm doing right now. It's just, it's just the way it works. So Think about that for your own business for a minute too. Like, is your customer service where it should be? Are you going a little bit extra and beyond for your customers versus just, you know, kind of appeasing them or whatever? Like, are you, are you over delivering, I guess is what I'm saying. And if you're not, maybe give it a try. I can almost guarantee that good things will happen um, from that. So just something to think about. So I'm just going to recap really quickly. Jungle Scout, the extension, the web app, Ignite for pay-per-click, Landing pages would be click funnels and giveaway boost and giveaway boost will handle contests and coupon code distribution and all that stuff. Convert kit for collecting emails and sending auto responders and broadcast messaging, which we don't have time to get into, but it's another great feature. Google Drive for sharing all your docs and building your team and, and all of that. Um, Fetcher is great for your accounting and keeping your business on track and knowing exactly where every dollar is being spent. And then Tax Jar to really take care of that sales tax thing that we don't really want to take care of because it's not sexy. Um, and then free up um, that would be something that you would look into for hiring people to help grow and scale your business. All right. So Chris, is there anything you want to wrap up with before I do? Go for it, brother. All right. Well, that was a little bit of a hesitation, but I guess I'm going to, I'm going to run with it then. Are you you're, you're sure you're ready? I am. <laughs> All right, guys, remember you can get all of the resources that we talked about by heading over to the amazing forward slash tools. Or you can go over and grab all the show notes with the transcripts and the links that we talked about over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 587. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me, I hope, today. Chris, are you going to say it? Yeah. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. 